Welcome to the March edition of Liftoff. My name is Stephanie Newton, and I'm here with my pastor, the senior pastor of Eden West Side, Brother Jackie Cannell. Hey, Steph, what a blessing it is to be able to uh, come and do the Liftoff uh, taping again. And uh, I certainly want to welcome everybody that's tuned in, and hopefully and prayerfully we can kind of share some ideas and talk about some things, uh, especially on the subject that we're going to be talking about today. It is the very heartbeat of who we are as believers. So I'm excited about being here with with all of you today. Well, it's almost spring, and so families are planning their spring break vacations. The decorating committee is buying Easter lilies, and people are practicing their cantatas and their Easter solos. And the church staff is talking about lots of visitors because it's Easter. Easter's coming. So today, Pastor, we're going to talk about Easter, and let's start with planning. So when should a church be planning for Easter? Like last Easter? Uh, you know, one of the things that I really think, Steph, in regards to this, again, I want to emphasize the the importance of, of us looking at that particular weekend because uh, when you talk about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, it is the very foundation, the heartbeat of who we are as believers. And so, uh, you know, as we think about that, I, I believe that we ought to do a lot of prior planning. Uh, I think that we really need to put our eggs in the basket of going, wow, we get the opportunity to minister to a lot of people, not just on that day, but that week, but especially on Easter Sunday. And yes, it will be here before we know it. But I want to get back to the thought, and that is, when should we start planning? And, and I just kind of want to tell you a little bit about what I do individually and what I really try to get our team to do, and that is the five Ps, prior preparation prevents poor performance. You know, I look at it uh, as an opportunity for guests to come to the, our house. And we need to make sure that in the planning of that, that we look at the big picture. And, and I know that uh, a lot of times, Steph, when we think about the Easter service, we're thinking about what happens on the stage. You know, uh, what kind of music are we going to do and what is the sermon going to be and all that. But guys, I'm just going to tell you, uh, I think we need to look out beyond that. I think that we need to look at the parking lot, the greeters. We need to rally the troops on that day to think about uh, what does the foyers look like. Uh, I mean, it goes from A to Z. So I really think that we need to put a lot of eggs in the basket of planning for that day, not just for what goes on the stage, but what's happening out there. And uh, I believe that you need to make sure that you rally your teams together. Talk about it. You know, don't don't react to it, but rather act to it. And I think that, you know, weeks before Easter, you need to get your teams together. You need to talk about the importance of that day. And, and I want to say something else to you in regards to planning. Don't let it be a negative thing. Uh, I've heard people say, well, you know what, we're going to get all of those uh, Christmas poinsettias and the Easter lilies that only come to church on Christmas and, and Easter. And, and as true as that may be that a lot of people only come to church on that day, but let's make sure that we turn it to a positive and not make negative statements about it because, you know what, they're coming. 
And uh, that's a positive thing. And because of that, I really think that we need to put forth our best foot. We need to plan. We need to prepare. We need to greet those people with enthusiasm and love and let them know that we're glad to see them, even though we haven't seen them in a while. Come on, guys. Let's make sure that we put our best foot forward in projecting uh, to people that our Savior is alive. And He's alive not just because there's an empty tomb, even though that's true, but He's alive to change lives. And I think that we need to have the mindset, a prepared mindset, that, hey, these people are coming. It's going to be a great day. And somebody's life is going to be changed because we introduce them to the one who will change their life. So I think we need to look at it from the uh, parking lot, uh, kind of what are we going to do that day, how are we going to greet people. Is our classes prepared? Is our, uh, are we prepared with the grounds? You know, you don't want ugly things out there. You want to make sure you, you present yourself well. But let me take it a little bit further into the, the meat of that day in regards to uh, people coming to Sunday school classes or life discovery classes. Again, Clean up everything. Make it look good. Make it smell good. Make it sound good. Put greeters at the classroom doors. Welcome people in. Make all that. Make that a very special day. Uh, I also think that for me personally, you know, if you were to ask me uh, two months ago, Brother Jackie, what are you going to be doing on Easter? I, I'm te- I can tell you why. Because I prayed about it. You know, I don't think that we need to leave prayer out of the planning for Easter. Uh, I've prayed about this. Man, I want, I want God's message for that moment, that time. So let's make sure that we saturate that day in prayer. Let's make sure that we meet with our teams, our leaders. Let's talk about the opportunity God's going to give us. Uh, yeah, everybody's going to be shouting the praises and the glory that Jesus is alive. But guys, let's make sure that that we ourselves become the hands and the feet and the heart and the eyes and the extension of Christ to people that's going to come to our churches on that day. Pastor, I think a lot of church staffs kind of look at Easter and they almost have a sense of dread. They, they think about all these visitors that are going to come in. Right. And there's almost a negative connotation <clears throat> of, you know, uh, we're not going to be able to get them. We're not going to be able to keep them. We're not going to be able to interact with them. They're going to be in. They're going to be out. And so I think a lot of people are kind of asking the question is like, is it worth it? Is it worth it to interact with these visitors? So I'm, I want to let you speak to that, to that negative thing and turning that into a positive. Well, first of all, you know, I, I think that, yeah, you're exactly right. A lot of times people, and I've heard them say it. I, I don't say that because I just don't think it's a good thing to say. And whatever you do, don't say it from the pulpit. Good night. Don't welcome all the Easter lilies. Don't do that. Don't be negative. Be grateful that they're there. <clears throat> and I think the... The, the way that, that we can change it from a negative to a positive is to look at what I call spiritual potential. Uh, you know, we at that day have a spiritual potential to see one life changed. And you know what? It may not be something that we see immediate. It may be something that happens down the road. It may not even be with an adult sitting in the sanctuary. It could be that that couple brought their child 
to church that Sunday. And the child, that marks them from years to come, that somewhere down the line they remember, hey, I went to church on that day. And that may be the very thing that God uses uh, to change that child's life. So I don't think that we need to calculate the benefits of the Easter morning or day just in that moment. I think that we need to see the spiritual potential of it, that we get to plant seeds. We, need, we get to minister to people. We get to extend the grace of God to people, the message of God to people. And so I believe that the way you uh, change or the way you guard against a negative approach is talk about it before that day in a positive manner. Um, let your uh, positive spiritual potential become contagious. Talk about it. Inform your leaders about it. Let's make sure that we get people to see uh, that big picture. And uh, just make sure that, that we're able to uh, take that opportunity and look at it from a bigger point of view than just that moment. So I, I think we, gotta, we don't need to be negative at all. Well, Pastor, one of the things that we've kind of already elaborated on is it starts at last Easter. So here at Eden Westside, one of the things that we do is after every event, we have evaluation. Mm -hmm. So you have the event, you evaluate, you begin to make your plans for the next year. And then, like we were just talking about, you prepare, right. you get ready, the attitude has to be right, you bathed it in prayer. But how about the actual week of Easter? What are some things that the church should be doing in the week or week or two or three right before Easter to kind of just make everything just right? Well, I believe the first thing we got to do is make sure that we've done our own self-checklist, uh, checking and making sure that our minds are where our minds need to be, our hearts are where our hearts need to be. And I think just that personal checklist is a positive thing for all of us to uh, to discipline ourselves to go through. Uh, you know, it is a little bit of an exhausting time, honestly. And I think you've got to rev up your engine uh, personally in order to be prepared for that day. So I, I think that's so important. And the week of, I would just encourage everybody not just to only do the personal self checklist, but I think you need to be that you need to discipline yourself to create a facility checklist. Uh, you know, make sure that prior to that week that you take a walk, and I, I do that all the time. Uh, you know, every week I take a walk. I think it's important to take that walk. Walk where people are going to be. Walk what they're going to see. Go to the parking lot. Uh, walk to the parking lot and turn around and look at your facilities and ask yourself, do people know where to go? Uh, if they pull up in your parking lot, what message do you send? So I think that you do a personal self-checklist. I think you do a facility uh, checklist the week prior to that just to make sure. And I wouldn't wait to the day before. I would do it early that week so that when you identify some things that you have time to make the adjustments without being in a panic mode. Okay. So the big day comes. The church is filled with visitors. 
the choir has sang beautifully, that we've had decisions, that it's been a great day. But what about the next day and the next week? How do you follow up with those visitors? What are the things that you need to do to make Easter be a success on the aftermath? Well, obviously you want to try to get some information from them that Sunday if you can. Uh, you know, we, we have a process that we try to get, and it's not, <clears throat> and I would like to say this in regards to that, your, your process doesn't need to be introduced on Sunday, uh, that Sunday. You need to go ahead and be uh, doing something, I think, that's what we do, so that it's a normal process. It's not like, oh, they're just doing this for this group. So I think you've got to figure out a way, if you're not already doing it, how do you get at least some information from the people coming in, uh, however you may want to choose to do that. But I think that you've got to get that as best you can so that you will have some documentation of how to follow up on those people. Uh, one of the things that, and we're not, we're not different from everybody else, one of the things that we see all the time is people coming to the church and you're going, man, who were those people and how do we get in touch with them? And it's like they ride off into the night and you, you don't have any information on them. And, and I think that, you know, we, we deal with that as well, but it's not because we don't try to get people to do something about it. So I, I think that making sure that you get some kind of documentation as best you can, and especially on that Sunday, inviting all the visitors and make it available for them something that they have in their hand that they can use to give you the information you're looking for. So I think that's important. And then the other thing, um, you know, get nosy. Uh, I, I think that um, one of the things that I would encourage everybody to do is get nosy with people. And what I mean by that is especially on that day, buzz around. Buzz around, get your staff, get your leaders to buzz around and introduce themselves to people on that day to try to get some information. You know, some people are a little bit freaked out about signing something, you know, signing a card, giving the information. But, you know, put you some internal spies in the, in the sanctuary to kind of buzz around, meet people. Oh, it's your first time here. Uh, you know, we have some life discovery classes. Do you mind if I get your name? Uh, contact information. So kind of promote it as much as you can uh, in a personal way. Uh, not just with the preacher giving the announcements or not just whoever does yours, but make sure that the leaders in the church are buzzing that day especially. Uh, become social butterflies and get out there and make the connection. Uh, and, and part of that also is just being known. Introduce yourself to people. Speak to people. And I believe that our leaders of our churches need to become, and I'm going to say this for Eden Westside, I'll say it for anybody, we got to get better at that. we got to get better at getting out there and meeting new people that come into our churches. And uh, so I, I just think that those are things we got to do. Uh, you know, you can't force anybody to give you their information. And, and don't try to do that. But be cordial and be inviting to allow them to try to give you that, but don't 
be mean or mandating it. You, you got to balance and all that. So I think that's what we're going to do. You know, we just that's what we do all the time. And it's the thing I say that is that's not unusual for us. And I think that we I would encourage anybody that's listening to do something that's normal, but do that which is normal and do it well on that day. So in closing, Pastor, what encouragement would you offer the church staff or the pastor that's watching us today and is thinking about Easter? Well, the one thing that I would say is get excited about the opportunity that's coming your way. Uh, You know, I think that we need to look at it as a great opportunity and be excited about that. And the other thing that I would say is this. Now, this is, you all know this. I'm not giving you any kind of breaking news concerning what I'm about to say. Don't become discouraged after Easter uh, because we all know, uh, you know, on that day, you're probably, we're probably going to have the largest crowd uh, that we have throughout the year. And, and guys, I know, I know you, you know, you put all this energy and all this work and all this thought and man, your, your, you know, your, your spiritual balloon is up here. And after Easter, the Sunday after Easter, you go, where did all the people go? It's like somebody sticks a pin in that spiritual balloon. But I just think that I would encourage you not to be discouraged about it. And listen, don't verbalize that discouragement. You know, if you get one out of the group, praise God for that. You know, if you get to touch some people, praise God for that. We've got to remember something, y'all. This is a God thing. It's not a my thing or your thing or your church thing. It's a God thing. We may not see the fruits of that uh, for years to come. But whatever you do, you know, do your best to prepare for it. And I think that's important. Do your self-checklist. Do your facilities checklist. Get yourself in gear for it. Get your team together. Talk about it. uh, Pray about it. Do everything you can do to make that a great experience. And then we have to let God work through that. We've got to remember it's a God thing. And, and so I would just encourage people not to get discouraged after uh, Easter on the next Sunday or the next Sunday. Uh, it is a reality. People go to church at Easter. But let's, let's do it so well that when they do come, we give them a reason to come back. And I think that's the bottom line. We just got to give them a reason to come back. And if we do that and we do it well, they may shock us. They may come back. Well, there you have it, a reason to come back. Hey, and speaking of a reason to come back, don't forget to come back to our YouTube channel for more of Liftoff and for other episodes frequently. In fact, we'd love to have your help in making our goal for 2018 that Liftoff would be the premier training video series for church staffs all over the the nation. So visit us at jcimpact.org. We'd love to have you connect with us. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Liftoff.